You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Man. Yeah, you are. As all on this Freaky Friday by Shane Diefenbach, Sean yeah, DePaul. Yeah, he is. Friday. It's a victory Friday. It is victory it is. Friday. First, first of many. First of many. If you guys got the post-game show last night, Arizona State just absolutely dominating NAU, really from start to finish. 40-3 to um, was the final score. Guys, I would just like to say my score prediction was the closest. We didn't talk about it last night, but my score prediction was the closest. I had 38-10. to 10, It was 40-3. to 3. Just I did have just 41, so my ASU performance was the closest. And that's what really matters here. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You had NAU scoring like 16 points, didn't you? Yeah, but we all had them scoring at least double-digit points, so I don't know what you want from me there. Whatever. Better. That's all I want. <laughs> I just want you to be better. Better. Talking about the deep we'll get into the takeaways here um, from ASU's victory. I think the thing that stood out to me, and I didn't realize it until um, it was tweeted out a little bit later, uh, shout-out Doug Tamp, that great stuff he does, but the defensive performance was pretty historic last night from ASU. Defensive performance like that, uh, a pull of seasons since or actually the last four defensive performances from Arizona State. This ranks number four, six in terms of total yards allowed by the defense. They gave up one twenty. Uh, the other three performances where one was in 2007, where they gave up 115 to San Jose State. Then Iowa in 2004, they gave up 100. And then just an absolutely ridiculous performance in 2009, where they only moved seven total yards to Idaho State. Uh, uh, last night's defensive performance ranks among the best. Guys, is that something that's expected last night? Of course. Of course we expected that. I mean... It's NAU. You, if, you, if you're if you allowing more than 150 and 200 yards total, I think it's kind of like, a, uh, could have been better. This is, this is, it's not exactly like, yes, I expect them to hold te- this team under 150 yards, but it's also, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. So 
yeah, I, I, I'm really glad that the defense wasn't lacking. Um, nothing really crazily special, I'd say, other than the DJ Taylor play that he made for um, to get a who intercepted that again? Um, I don't remember. Oh, Totri's gone. Oh, Totri's gone. <laughs> Um, to answer his question, though, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I expected them to have a historic defensive performance, especially because I didn't know what to expect from the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Edmonds, jeez, uh, yeah, um, but I, yeah, like you, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like if you had told me before the game that they were going to have like a historic defensive performance, I'd be like, okay, like it's it's NAU. I would, I mean, I would have been, I, I think I would have been. A little surprised just because, like I said, I didn't know what to expect from the defense, but it's not like it's not like they're doing this against Oklahoma State, right? Like if you told me they had a historic defensive performance against that team, I'd be like, Yeah, that would be surprise me, especially after that. Would be, that would definitely be points. surprising. Yeah. So yeah. um, but it's good, right? That's it's kind of what we've all been saying. Like that's what you wanted, that's what you hoped for, is them to dominate NAU. And that's I mean, that's exactly what they did. So I think we have Totri back now. Um all right, guys. The, the tractor track. I apologize. The tractor got you. The tractor got you. Any better? Um, your 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 mic is still really jacked up. <laughs> is it really jacked up? No. Okay. It like it'll it'll like it'll lumberjack out sometimes. But it's okay. <laughs> it's we 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 can try to keep going. Okay. You guys roll on with the takeaways, and let me see what I can do. I'll be back. Okay. Great. Okay. Yeah. So we we talked about a good amount last night. I obviously we talked about the defense a good amount. Um, Kyle Soley almost having two interceptions would have been nice. I think the linebackers played great. Obviously, we talked about Merlin yeah. bringing the juice, but um, in terms of the defense as one unit, not separating the the front seven and the secondary, do you think this is going to be enough against Oklahoma State, or do you need to see more pressure, more takeaways, more what? It's – it's tough because like they didn't do anything wrong defensively, but I do think you'll have to make some bigger plays. Yeah, I think I like more pressure to the quarterback, few sacks, um, and, and obviously they did have a couple of takeaways, but kind of main, maintaining that against a, a much better opponent and a quarterback who throws the hell out of the ball. He's got mm-hmm. he throws the ball hard. I can. Um, yeah. So um, if you can force him into mistakes, then I think that that offense might just fall apart. So, uh, yeah, I, you definitely have to, like I said, it was, it was a great performance defensively, but you got to do one more. You got to, you got to turn it up another notch. And I think if you want to beat, if you want to be the team like Oklahoma state. Yeah. I, I think pressure needs to get home. I was surprised that I, I don't know if it was just the blitz packages or how, kind of how they were scheming. I you maybe they didn't want to try to do too much, but I feel like quarterback pressure stats were not as high as you would expect against a lowly defensive line. Like NAU would be so, Maybe yeah. more pressure, I would say, but again, it's just game planning. I'm 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 definitely excited to see what the game plan is going to look like against Oklahoma State. Plus, you know they watched their film because there were a couple times um, in that game where they they saw the formation and Merlin or Sully would kind of point at somebody. And I saw it one mm-hmm. time on a screen pass, a bubble screen, before the ball was even snapped, they pointed at the receiver that was going to catch the ball, and they kind of swarmed to it. Um, and then Totri swarmed back in, I think. So let's see if see if we got him. Totri, how are we doing? I don't know. How are we doing? Does it sound That's any it. better than what the blue mic? Yes, we're all good. Okay. We're not, all good. Not cutting okay. out, so we'll take it. Okay. Yeah. That's all we'll take. I love it. Absolutely love it. Damn, Isaiah, I don't get a high. 
That's what Mikey Agnew. <laughs> well, well, you weren't here. Yeah, that's when, he, when he talked I'm, I'm, I'm always lurking around. I'm always you'll always find me somewhere. Um, <laughs> I'm like Swiper from Dora. Just, like you never see me coming, and then I'm there. Yeah, so we just covered the. Except in Dora, you literally there always you see him coming. Mm-hmm. True. <sighs> okay, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. It. No, I appreciate it. It's whatever. Um, have you guys gotten to the the student section yet? We have not. No. Okay, well, let's talk about that because I brought it up in the post game show last night, just being there, seeing what the crowd was like. But it was a historic crowd, thirteen thousand strong. Um, just in the student section alone, one of the best student sections that ASU has actually ever had at Sun Devil Stadium, um, but one of the best home openers that they've ever had. Guys, what was it like? I know the rest of the stadium wasn't necessarily a huge thing, but to have a fan base, specifically the student section, come out in full force the way they did last night, what do you think that does for the team moving forward, knowing that they kind of got that backing, at least in week one? Well, it's not not only is it good that they came out in full force, it's good that they came out in full force and saw that performance. Yeah, because yeah. now now you're gonna you're gonna bring them back. Um look, I think the players probably understand that this was a game against NAU and they weren't expecting much, but when they saw the students there, they got fired up. Um hopefully not a lot of fans outside of the student section deterred them. Um, but I, I, again, I wouldn't expect it just because of what the situation is and i definitely think more fans will come for these pac-12 games um that will inevitably start at 9 45 p.m yeah yeah i mean i think having even if even if the you know the general populace doesn't show having the students there it's just it, it can't hurt right like I, I it's hard to say exactly how much of an impact it has on the players but you know that they at least can see that they have people behind them and 13,000 people, like even though they're packed into one second like that, they can, they can make some noise. So like, I, I think having, having a loud crowd also serves to benefit them. And I think if that kind of gets balanced out by the, the rest of the stadium, when they're playing, you know, conference opponents, um, I, I think it's, it's a recipe for success. Obviously, like you said, them getting to see a game like last night, hopefully keeps players or keeps students coming back. And then, like I said, once it gets to, more meaningful games. Everyone else shows up too, um, but I feel like it's got you. Got to be happy as a player to, to see. I mean, your peers, right? Like it's your classmates to a certain extent to see them show up and support you. I feel like it's got to give you at least a little bit of a boost. Do you think you get more yeah. for Eastern Michigan? More. Um, it depends on the Oklahoma State game. Yeah, I, mean, I think if they beat Oklahoma State, then yes. I think people will start getting excited about the team. If if not, I don't think it. I don't think you'll really see an uptick until conference play. Yeah, I mean that game yeah. against Utah is going to be nuts. September twenty fourth. Yeah. That's going to be insane. That USC um, game is here too, isn't it? Right. No, the USC game's on the road. It's on the road. Okay, then yeah, yeah. that Utah game will be their biggest Pac twelve opponent, obviously in Tempe. So it'll I be mean, the biggest that... Pac twelve opponent. I think that's the number one team in the in, in the Pac twelve, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we'll get a we'll get a little bit of a taste um, with kind of what's going on with the Pac-12 after tomorrow, um, which will be interesting. Is there any other Pac-12 games that you guys are looking forward to to tomorrow, other than watching Arizona get stomped by SDSU? Obviously, or- Oregon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Oregon covers that game. Honestly, I think they cover 17 points. Um, I'm really yeah, excited to watch that game. Um, uh-huh. Doesn't Colorado play somebody weird? They play tonight. They play TCU. 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm just excited to see how bad they are. Just compared yeah. comparatively, because apparently we're in the same fucking tier. Um, so this yeah. is yeah. so Colorado and ASU. I know ASU played NAU, and who are they playing? TCU. Yeah, TCU. Yeah, TCU is not NAU, but I'm just excited to see what their offense looks like. Let's see what our tier of offense is, because clearly our tier wasn't good last night, and and we'll we'll see what what you know the direct competitor of our of our standings with ASU will look like and Colorado is you know that football team that's going to be on ASU's level so I'm really excited to see them play tonight Dude, people are weird <laughs> I, I, people are so weird like I saw on Twitter literally last night there was another media outlet that had posted just like what are your thoughts on the game and like somebody's first response was embarrassing and like the other comments were like, "You're embarrassed because ASU won forty to three. Like I'm, I'm confused. Like, what are, what are you embarrassed about?" And he's like, "Oh well, you know, like the offense didn't look too, didn't look too technical. There wasn't a lot going on. Like, bro, that was the point. The whole point was to whoop NAU's ass without having to show too much of the playbook ahead of the Oklahoma State game. They did exactly what they wanted to do. What do you mean it's embarrassing? Like, yeah. I'm just so confused. Yeah. Like, you can never win. You can never win. And also, also." Putting up forty points without with without using your entire playbook, like how are you not, how are you embarrassed by that? <laughs> yeah, and that's my that, that's the best part because my favorite part of the night was the one creative thing they one of the only creative things they showed. You know, a lot of read options, which that you, that's not showing anything. Like obviously, this team's going to run read options, but the I think the first offensive play of the game, the design rollout for Emory Jones. We talked about this on the show last night. That fires me up because that type of play is something that if you can get that going, it is really hard to stop because it, it, it is an RPO it, 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 and it, it causes the defense to shift. You're flooding everything to the right. That that's when you, that's when you can do that a couple times in a game and take a deep shot. It's almost like setting up the run, but you're setting up the, the contain of Emory Jones. It's, it's so exciting. And if you're doing that play one against NAU, you're just teasing me a little bit. It fires me up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was one thing that I didn't necessarily expect. Like, I knew Emery was fast, right? We'd seen video, we'd seen tape of Emery. I didn't realize his burst. That dude can go zero to 100, like, super, super quick. I would argue that he's got, a, like, a faster burst in a shorter period of time than any of the running backs on the roster. He's, like, he can move just simply that fast, which I think is super impressive. And it's going to be... I mean, interesting to see what this team is able to do against Oklahoma State, a team in Oklahoma State that gave up so, so many points to just a bad Central Michigan team. Um, um, I have a really bad nickname if you guys want to hear it. We can call oh Emory God. Jones We can call Emory Jones the Tesla because he's electric and he goes 0-60 to 60 really fast. Tesla, Tesla's not a terrible name, to be honest. I, I still like it. I still like Emory. Um, yeah, Emory is Emory is Henry great. Emory <laughs> is great. Oh my goodness. Um, talking to Ingata, and this will be the last of the takeaways. Like Ingata was obviously bummed he didn't get into the end zone. He talked about how he wanted to see more from the run game, which is interesting considering <laughs> that the the run game felt like it was just unstoppable, especially with Xavier in there. Um, Xavier with a hundred and what sixteen total rush yards on the night 7.7 yards per carry um all all the running backs even a guy like charles hall he had his one run that went for 20 yards emory had a great night like it's just that run game is exactly what we thought it was going to be and it was interesting to hear herm post game talk about the run game but specifically in he talked about and burst and his speed 
and just the way he plays and he's like literally Herm was like I don't know man like like when I closed my eyes it kind of felt like you know somebody else was out there like and obviously alluding to Rashad White he's like he looked like somebody else like a guy that was here last year and like I don't know like I feel like he's got that potential um I think we saw what this running back duo can be it's going to be something special um and you know talking about Xavier he was one of the four players who was up for the first people's player of the game, put it to social. Um, if you guys didn't see it, if you didn't get a chance to vote, you can go check out the, uh, the poll. It was Xavier, Emery, uh, Merlin, and Kyle Soley. The votes actually were pretty close when it came down to Xavier and Emery. Two guys, their first night in Tempe um, in Sun Devil Stadium was nice to see. But ultimately, Xavier Valade ended up winning um, the first people's player of the game 15 total carries on the night, 116 rush yards. Mentioned that 7.7 yards per carry, two rush touchdowns. Um, guys, before we move on, just how good can Xavier be in maroon and gold? Really damn good, man. You could be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Him, Xavier. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's it's obviously hard to say. And I understand to an extent, I guess, like, in Gata's frustrations about wanting to see the rushing game do more. Like, I feel like there were a few, like, individual rush attempts throughout the game where it was like, ah, if they had just read this right or cut inside or something like that, they could have broken it. Um, but otherwise, like, the rushing attack was very effective. I think Xavier could be one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the Pac-12 at the end yeah. of the year. Like, I, I was... I, we had said it on the post game show last night. Like, I, I was, I knew he was good, right? But hadn't watched a whole lot of Wyoming, Wyoming football. His explosiveness when he does get a hole and he just turns up field, like it's, it's impressive. Um, and then also to ha- just have a one two punch in general. They talked about it a lot on the broadcast. Like, when you're playing in Arizona in Phoenix and it's 100 degrees, to have a, two running backs that can be super effective when one guy is getting tired and not have to run one guy into the ground, like that is an asset in, in and of itself that a lot of teams might not have. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the Russian game is going to be maybe even more impressive than I had expected. And then Gata looked really fast, like yeah. really fast getting to the edge. Um, so that's really exciting. But, you know, it's it's it, it's interesting. They mentioned it a lot of times on the program. Obviously, ASU, a huddle offense. They, they rarely, you know, speed it up, which I, I enjoy. But how fun would it be? If there was a team like ASU, what? Going going no huddle? I was just being like, I can't even imagine this. It would be electric. Oh. Well, how fun would it be if not only no huddle, but a power run offense, no huddle, where you're swapping yeah. running backs out? The offensive line would die. But yeah. can you imagine just Navy. Three, so Navy. four yards in a cloud of dust? <laughs> yeah, Navy. Exactly. But <laughs> completely huddle up three yards. All right, come on. Let's get to the line. Go three more yards. That, it, I, I, that's just hilarious. That'd be so funny. Yeah, yeah the, all the, the running game is really good. And we'll see what it looks like against yeah. a real opponent next week in Stillwater. But for now, yeah. it's exciting. There are a lot of big holes. Is it a real opponent? I mean, I, I love Oklahoma State's offense, but their defense is abysmal. It's it's not good. I mean, <laughs> like they might well, have put us out there. It's okay, not a good defense. But, it's it's not terrible. Like pe- people see how many points they gave up to Central Michigan and say that is so bad. That's incredible. CMU has a really good offense. That quarterback was great yesterday. Two days yesterday. Yesterday. Two days ago. Yesterday. No, yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. That quarterback <laughs> was really good yesterday. So 
and, and they, it's guys, it's action. I know it's a joke, but it's actually they, their offenses are pretty solid. <laughs> like I'm not, it's I'm like not even playing thing. around. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's still a better defense than NAU, 100. percent So that's gonna yeah, be a test. Fair. I love it, man. I love it. We already joked yesterday. Whatever, whatever the total is, bet the under. That's the type of game where the the total is just astronomical, and everyone's riding off the fact that ASU just scored forty and Oklahoma State scored what fifty something. Like, take the under. I don't, it's probably not set, uh, but whatever it is, hammer the under. College football's back. Um, NFL football is right around the corner. I can't wait for that. Um, and you guys can get ready for NFL Week One action by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code PHNX to get two hundred dollars. In free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PHNX, only a drafting sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for more details. Guys, obviously, this is a college football show. We all love the NFL. Do you guys have any NFL jitters, your guys' teams? Shane, I know your, your team's in a little bit different situation than, than Sean and I. Uh, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, the Cardinals are definitely in a different yeah. situation than the Chargers. Cardinals are going to be smart. Like, uh, Cardinals aren't as good as either of our teams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think, Sean? I am nervous. Stepping up to the plate week one against the Super Bowl champ. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about it. I think the Bills are the best team in football, but I'm a little nervous about it because it is it is the Rams. You got to see, you know, uh, Trey White's not playing. Got to see how they what they do with Cooper Cup and and like. I'm a little nervous, but I know I feel I feel comfortable. I feel okay. I feel okay. Does it worry you that they're the betting favorite? Like at, the, at all for yes. you? Like does that play a role that they are the betting favorite? It, it does bug you a little bit. It just worries me that every they're like almost unanimously the Super Bowl favorite. Like mm-hmm. it, it, that concerns me because this is still the Buffalo Bills. Um, <laughs> I just don't know. I. I, I it just seems like something's going to go wrong, but uh, you never know. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I, we'll see. Hey, <laughs> man, it's going to be fun. Like we said, college football's back. NFL football is also on the way, and there is no better place to bet on it than with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Guys, there was some other major news today, of course, outside of national media, just absolutely giving ASU all the love and attention that it rightfully deserves after – beating NAU. I know that was all over ESPN last night um, and probably this morning. But the college... Yeah, (laughs) I made it funny. College football playoff is set to be expanded. All the talks, all the jokes, the memes, um, the what-ifs in in previous seasons um, can kind of put them to rest because Pete Thamel reporting this morning that the college football playoff board unanimously approved a 12-team expansion beginning once the current contract ends in 2026. We'll get to some of the nitty-gritty um, details of it because there are some interesting things. But just right off the bat, what was your guys' initial reaction to seeing that it will eventually be a 12-team playoff? Why not just do six first? I don't know. I think 12 is way too many. But Really? Just, okay. I said this on TPSP and I said this on Bets. This is the third time I've talked about this today. But I think that <laughs> – I was always such a, this is horseshit. I hate the voting thing. And then it was changed to the CFP. I was like, this is cool. And then after two years, it was like, uh, okay, I understand the frustration, but what, where more can you go? Because like before they had the CFP, I was like, there should be a tournament. There should be NFL-style playoffs. 
And then you kind of see it, and you're like, okay, there's really only three teams that deserve it every year. And it's not like the NFL where there's going to be upsets. Like, you have to get through – like, let's say – Look, let's say Cincinnati beats Bama last year. There's no way they're doing that again against Georgia because what they did had to be really special. And then it's like it's not like the NFL where a team like the 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 Bengals can make a Super Bowl run because they just have these explosive players. That doesn't happen in college football. So, like, yeah, you might get a couple upsets in the first round, but it's not really going to do anything. That's why I think six teams or eight teams or six teams or ten teams would be better than twelve because then you get a buy. You get the first two teams to get a buy. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Alabama against UCF. Like, they, please spare me of that. So, twelve, I think, is too many. I think that I'm going to watch them. It's going to be fun, but I, I think going from four to twelve is pretty drastic. Yeah, I mean, I twelve. I think, I, like, ultimately, I, I was also a proponent of, of six. I think that was always kind of my thought on it. But I like twelve. I don't really see any negatives with it only because like sure there may be only three teams that 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 actually have a chance probably only really two i mean if you looked at last year michigan was terrible um cincinnati had was better against alabama than michigan was against georgia but like i think you now get better games beyond those the one two like the 112 is not going to be interesting right but like i said michigan was not good in the college football playoff they would if there was 12 teams last year they would have played utah that's an interesting game. I think Utah. Yeah. Well, I, I think so, Utah. It, go ahead. No, I just think I think Utah is it, it was better than of the eleventh best team in the country. Obviously, when you lose three times, that is what happens. But like, I, I think it, you'll get that more good football game because that one twelve and one four games are you either way. It's usually terrible. So beyond that, yeah. I think you get more games and, and yeah. I mean, inevitably, you're probably going to get the same champion anyways, but you get more good football. So I think it's I think yeah. it's good for the fans in that sense. It's good for the teams because more teams have an opportunity to make a playoff, even if they do, like we talked about with Oklahoma State on TPSP, an inch away from making the college yeah. football playoff. Like that, they, they make it in this situation, and then we know, right? We know if Oklahoma State is one of the best four teams in the country. Anything to get rid of more bowl games, I am for. Yeah. If this gets rid of yeah. more bowl games, thank God. They mean nothing. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I'm here for it. It's I'm, more I'm, meaningful I'm, football. That's the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And to clarify, I don't – I mean, it would be rare, I think, you would see a 1 versus 12 because in this format, the first four teams, um, I believe, get a bye. So you wouldn't necessarily have 1v12. Um, obviously if 12 were to win that first week, then kind of like Shane said, we'll see if they can replicate that success versus one of the better teams yeah. in the country the following week. I think the only issue, and this was the only issue with me at six, right? Is you assume that five teams, each conference winner gets a bid in, in a six team playoff. Right. And then the sixth spot is an at large spot, which you could argue would either go a to the SEC's next best team, or would go to Notre Dame because Notre See, Dame is not going to get though. a one through five spot. I, I don't that's think why six that, would... I'm saying that was one of the issues with six. But I don't think that's what it should have been. I don't think that's what it would have been. I don't think they would have agreed upon that if that was it. But I agree with what you're saying. Like that, That's not my idea of a 16 playoff. My yeah. idea is of a 16 playoff is you take the top six teams in the NCAA like it should be. Fucking well, out large, babe. Yeah. I, I don't think – I agree I think with that, it, but I don't think the conferences could get behind that. I don't think all the conferences well, would get behind that. Well, even if it was an at-large bid, I think in practice it would also – or even if there weren't, I think ultimately in practice it would be 
the the five power five conference champions and then at large because <laughs> not the Pac twelve like, last year with three losses. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's, that's what I'm saying. saying is that's why the Pac twelve would never. The, yeah, the Pac twelve would never be on board for a one through six best available <laughs> best teams go because they'd never get at it. this point. That's, like everybody. I don't give a shit what the Pac twelve thinks. They're a dead <laughs> conference anyway. Who cares? Oh god, hey, you're not wrong. But so just to just to to get into some of the details of what this 12 team uh, playoff will eventually look like again, starting in 2026. Uh, so these are just some of the takeaways. So the first round games will not have title or presenting sponsors and existing venue signage or remain in place. The college football playoff will control the video boards. Um, the 12 teams will be the six conference champions ranked highest by the selection committee, no minimum ranking requirement, plus the six highest ranked teams not included among the six highest ranked conference champions. The ranking of the teams will continue to be done by a selection committee whose size, composition, and method of selection will remain substantially unchanged. A management committee will modify the selection protocol as required by the change to the playoff structure. The four highest ranked conference champions will be seeded one through four and each will receive a first round bye. So kind of going to what you said, Sean, uh, it would be rare that you would see a 1-12 matchup, um, especially yeah. in the first round. It just wouldn't happen. The other eight teams will play in the first round with the higher seeds hosting the lower seeds either on campus or at other sites designated by the higher seeded institution. That's something that is super electric to me is you could have a, you'll have a five seed hosting a 12 seed. Like it's going to be absolutely, it's just going to be madness. And one of my, one of my buddies texted me who again, take a shot. Like it's a big Notre Dame fan. Like eventually the elements come into play. You have Notre Dame slotted at number five, number six playing in January or late December against a team like maybe it's a Florida team or maybe it's a team from the West Coast. Like, okay, now now the elements are involved. You're playing in three degrees. It's snowing outside. Like, I just think it's going to be fun for college football to have so, some of these big-time games at, like, home sites. Does yeah. Notre Dame get shafted then? But if they're the number one team, do they still not get a bye because they didn't win, the con- they didn't win a conference? I believe that is how it works. That is crazy. So, Can you imagine yeah, them going that, undefeated? That's always what I have been. Oh, that's always kind of been the holdup with the the automatic yeah. bids, right? Because Notre Dame can't get that. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder what that means, though, right? Because Notre Dame does not agree to this if it fucks them over that badly. Yeah, hundred percent, and especially so, with um, their athletic director is a big proponent of. He was a big proponent of expansion. I believe he's on the expansion committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The expansion committee is a commissioner from the power five, or every conference, I think, and Notre Dame. I'm pretty sure yeah. is how it's it's set up. Um, so, but I wonder if that means it, at some point we'll hear something about them going to a conference, because I don't know what why they would agree to this otherwise. Yeah, like, um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be fun. It's something that we won't really have to worry about until twenty twenty six. Last little tidbit I do want to read from this um, is subject to reaching agreement with bowls. The four highest ranked conference champions will be assigned to quarterfinal bowls on selection day in ranking order. And in consideration of current contract bowl relations, if those bowls are selected for the rotation, for example, if the PAC 12 champion were ranked number one, which not going to happen in our (laughs) lifetime, the big 10 champion were ranked number three and the Rose bowl were a quarterfinal site. The PAC 12 champion would be assigned to the Rose Bowl and the Big Ten champion would be assigned elsewhere. So 
that's something that I think, I, I mean, I personally like seeing like that they're going to at least keep that part of those major bowl games yeah. kind of together that, you know, you'll still see a Pac-12 champion in the Rose Bowl. Um, that's something that I'm glad is not changing. Any final thoughts yeah. on college football playoff expansion? What does this do for conferences? Now, what does this do? see? This is what I this is this is why I'm really disgruntled about this. This is why this morning I kind of was like, ugh, because you're making plans for I just had to look at the date for four years from now when you have no idea what conferences are going to look like. People are jumping ship all the time in 2030. You might not have a power five. Like, does that does that make Am I being crazy? Like, how are you how are you catering to this idea? without understanding that the Pac-12 might die. Well, I, I think feel like you still have to – I mean, you still have to assume there are going to be at least four conferences, A. B, I think this helps stop conference – like helps slow down the movement, right? Because now if you are if you are Washington and Oregon, right, schools that have been rumored to go to the Big Ten, why would you do that now? If, you're, if your ultimate goal is to win a conference football playoff, Eat game. It's, it's get to the conference football playoff, or, and then eventually win the national championship. You have a significantly harder time doing that in the Big Ten now than you would if you stay in the Pac-12 and you win a championship. Because I mean, if you win a championship, you're basically guaranteed to make the college yeah, football playoff. I, so like, I completely, I completely agree. The teams that haven't left yet, sure, but this isn't a matter of keeping teams in your conference. It's about a matter of making money. And the Pac-12 yeah, never been about the, the Pac-12 is on fire right now. The 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 vault is empty. Like. You need to find a way to benefit off of this, and you need to bring in some revenue teams. Like you need to bring in some revenue yeah. schools because without that, I mean, you're you're just the Pac-10 that is hoping and praying that Utah is good enough to get a buy. Like I don't and know. not leave. I mean, yeah, and not leave. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, I agree, Sean. It does help, but at the end of the day, the biggest problem is they don't have money. And how is this going to help them have money? They need they need an exclusive deal, and until then, who knows. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, college football is always. This is like at one at one point, everyone thought the forward pass was going to ruin college football. Like, I, I feel like every we things change and everyone gets worried, but every time it's fine. Like, yeah, and literally it, yeah. every time it's fine. Everyone was worried when it the BCS got here. It worked for a while. Everyone was worried about the college football playoff. That worked fine. Like. I'll worry once college football stops existing. Well, but, but that's not the that's not the that's not the same situation now. It was never. It was the 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 Pac-10 is becoming the Pac-12, and then it was oh the, the there there's a college football playoff. People were excited about that, and this has nothing to do with the Pac-12. Like I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it, does this have a chance to save the Pac-12? Like put 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 everything we learned aside about 2026. Like all I'm saying is like. Is the Pac-12 going to be able to survive until then? And it's not. It's not a matter of new new changes. Like there, there is there is reason to believe that the Pac-12 is in danger. I'm not. I'm not starting a fire out of nowhere. Like the, the, we we know it's not in a good spot right now. I'm just begging the question: Will the Pac-12 be able to keep their head above water for a couple of years while this is happening? I mean, it's like you said. The only thing that's going to do that is a TV deal, an exclusive one with a major network. Because Pac-12 network, I can't tell you how many people just yesterday. <laughs> were fucking irritated at the fact that they couldn't find a game yeah. or that Pac-12 network. My old news director, who absolutely just is an avid sports better, text me. He's like, what kind of I'll, – I'll read the text. What kind of shit network is this? Like, he had to – he had to, like, finagle a bunch of different, like, systems to try and just get Pac-12 network. And he's like, it's garbage. It's just absolute garbage. Like, again, yeah, Josh, Amazon – 
Go ahead. Put us on Amazon. No, just yeah. put us on Amazon. Yeah. Let me stream the games on anywhere, anywhere I am. Last yeah. serious thing before we move on. Josh brings up a really good point. No, not this time, Sean. This time it's really going to destroy college football. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Josh. We'll see. For some added levity. Hey, man, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think college football is going anywhere. Any no, it's not. I'm, I'm not worried about college football at all. That's that's not my point in this. I'm just worried about the Pac-12. Larry Scott, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Love the apology. A um, couple different things before we get to maybe the strangest topic we've ever talked about on this show. Um, before we do that, I've got to tell you guys. I mean, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But got to tell everybody about Burrito Express. Next time you're at their Tempe location, check out their new custom Burrito Express themed first responder shirt with all proceeds going to the Tunnels to Towers organization. They're only 25 bucks, and they're going to hook you up with a free burrito. Get them while they're hot. Only 100 shirts available. The shirts themselves look dope. And not to mention, it's like it's only 25 bucks and you get a burrito. Like, are you kidding me? I'd pay 25 bucks for just a burrito. At burrito yeah. Express. Yeah, like, I'd pay. Like a, I, the, we should make some shirts for um, hashtag it's okay, Larry Scott, and then give all the proceeds to George Klyovkov. <laughs> Maybe that'll help. We'll see what we can do. We'll see who we can call. Maybe that's Max's next big task. Welcome to the PH Next Sun Devil Show brought to you by the Pac-12 Network. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we need to advertise them. People don't know about them enough. That's why they're not making money. (laughs) That would be absolutely incredible. That would be absolutely incredible. Um, While you're in Tempe, getting a burrito, getting one of those cool new shirts. Um, Before you head home, why don't you stop at Four Peaks, get yourself a brew. Um, It is Friday. The weekend is coming. College football is here again. I don't know where... I don't know where you guys are going to be watching college football games, but there's probably not a better place than Four Peaks. Um, and it's a new month, so you guys can enter to win the Toast of the Month sweepstakes to win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com or click on the link in the show notes. You do got to be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. Um, oddly enough, we've said the same sentence on the show before, but there's one guy I never want to see at Four Peaks in a bar stool ever in my entire life. And I mean, is, if he's on the show as the head coach of ASU football, I'll take it. Urban as long Meyer. as he's alone. Urban, he's never going to be alone. He's never going to be alone. Ever. Urban well, Meyer, you'll never walk alone. Look, we've, ta- we've talked about this on the show months ago, but Dan Patrick brought it up on his show um, a couple days ago. There was like this whole five-minute segment about potentially seeing Urban Meyer at a new – um, a new home for college football. Now, I believe Tennessee was one of them, was one of the options. And the other option was none other than Arizona State. This is the conversation on the Dan Patrick Show the other day. Arizona State. Oh, oh. yeah. That is the wrong place for Urban Meyer to go. <laughs> for a number. You, have you ever gone out in Tempe? Yes, I have. Yeah, he, he would love it. Yes, I have. He'd forego a salary. <laughs> no way. Yes, Tom. They're ready to kick Herm Edwards to the curb. That's it for Herm. I think he's on the hot seat. Wow. I think he's on that uh, that hot but seat. But he plays to win the games and everything. He plays to win the game. So this 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 coming this clip that came courtesy of Dan Patrick when I saw it yesterday, like. Honestly, I, got, I think I should apologize to Leah because we always make fun of her putting stuff out in the universe stuff, brother. I had been saying this ever like for like three months, just kind of as a joke. We had all been saying this, 
Um, and Tojiro's like, shut up, stop that. That's never going to happen. And then this comes, and I know it's not anything concrete, and I know it's just, just kind of throwing shit out there. But, brother, can you imagine? Yeah, I, I feel like I, rem- I distinctly remember a conversation we had in the offseason where we were like, like, it was on the show, and we were like, if Herm does get fired, who would you like to see? And I said, Urban Meyer. And then I was like, just kidding, Billy Napier. But, um, no, I can't imagine. Like, I cannot imagine. I can't imagine going to practice and then going to availability after and Urban Meyer walking in the room wearing maroon and gold and being like, our starting quarterback is, is I don't know, this, Arch Manning after he's transferred. This is so <laughs> This is so selfish, but put all of the dumb shit he's done aside. You know how good this would be for us personally? <laughs> we would oh, never have a gold God. day on PHN oh, oh I mean, we already we don't have, have a gold day. day. Yeah, but holy hell. Oh, my God. He's a great, one of the greatest college football coaches and recruiters of all time. One of the greatest quotes of all time as well. You can't deny what he's done on college football fields. However. You can't deny what he's done off college football fields either. Exactly. For a program on fire, you just want to throw more gasoline on it by throwing one of the most controversial coaches in the last two years. At the helm? Well, the, the fire is being isn't being stoked anymore, I feel like. I feel like the fire is kind of molten rubble at this point. I think it's burned down a little bit, and you're going to, you know, you'll get a – somebody will kick the rubble around a little bit, and it'll hurt. But I don't think the, the, the punishment is going to be as bad as people think, man. I, the stuff we're hearing, like the NIL kind of saved this program a little bit, which is so weird to say. Um, <laughs> but it has, like – like the recruiting violations, as bad as they were, you know, if you get rid of Herm this year, which again, people people are talking crazy out there. By the way, after beating NAU, thinking let's get on the Herm train, which that's a whole saved, other topic. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's gonna be as bad <laughs> as people think. Like I don't think this program is on fire as is as on fire as people think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't know, dude. We'll see what happens when the when the, the, you know, the penalties come down, um, I, again, I have no idea if this is Herm's farewell tour or not. I think it probably should be. I think if it comes down to, to firing Herm or accepting, you know, some unfortunate penalties for the program, I think Herm's got to go. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know where Arizona State is in the grand scheme of like how other programs and other universities view ASU, but I think there is on a larger scale. People understand that Herm is not the greatest coach in the world. There was, uh, I think it was College Football Reddit had quote retweeted ASU, like their football Twitter, um, after they won and posted the score. And it's like, if you're firm for Herm for more than 24 hours, please call your doctor. Um, <laughs> and like, it, it's it's true. Like, yes, they beat NAU, but at a certain point, you got to be like, okay, look, like, it's NAU, it's Herm, whatever. Do it against Utah. Urban Meyer would be an upgrade at the in a football standpoint. You could, literally couldn't have two more opposite coaches. Like one that's amazing as a football coach and terrible as a human, and then one who's a football coach and an amazing <laughs> human being. Like it would be interesting. I mean, if you get Urban Meyer, like you, you're successful for like a decade, maybe at most, and then the program will will cease to exist essentially when he leaves because he will. I don't even think a decade. I don't even think a decade. No, probably not. Probably like five years. Guys, 
Um, I was just doing some, you know, some research while you guys were talking. Um, and I was thinking about the NIL stuff and all of the fun things that have happened over the past month. And one of the things that happened was the Tempe NIL Club. Went to go check in. They're doing great. About $2,700 raised. Go to the Tucson NIL Club. You want to see how much money they've raised? A big fat zero. Let's see how <laughs> you know all of these guys on. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna get out right now. Oh, here we all go. The, here we go. All of these U of A fans on Twitter talking smack. I support this team. Go support your damn team. Where's the money behind it? Nobody really believes in this program. Clearly. Hey, in defense of of Arizona fans, they probably don't know which spelling of the website they're supposed to go to. Um, and even if they did, they probably wouldn't be able to spell it themselves. So yeah. you, you might need to get them like a QR code or like just a shortcut to the site. And then you might it's, get it's crazy. It. I feel like I believe in this program more than the, the U of A fans actually think they believe in it because uh, clearly I, they don't. Look, I believe in Jet yeah. Fish. I don't necessarily believe yeah. in the program. <laughs> I, I, I believe, think Jet Fish is a good coach. Yeah. I think he's a great recruiter. Well, they I actually, they actually, the short end of the stick. people saying that they, they are going to the wrong one. They actually, Got the the URL back. It is theirs. Um, oh, they got it. Yeah, there's just no. Let's see if there's. Let's see if the wrong spelling has anything on it. Maybe people have been donating to the wrong spelling one. That's so awesome. Nope, the wrong is spelling so- is not on anything. So yeah, the, it's there's zero dollars grazed. Um, they deserve better. They are collegiate Unlucky. athletes after all. Absolutely, Unlucky. Final thoughts on Urban Meyer. Um, yeah, I Best wanted. To I never up- thought I'd say. I wanted to bring up this comment from Jacob J. If Meyer comes here, y'all should be the most streamed podcast. Well, we don't need that. We should be the most streamed podcast in Tempe anyway. So if you guys enjoy the content and you enjoyed the post-game show from last night, please do us a favor and share with all your friends. If you go to ASU currently, talk to your buddies in your dorm room um, or all of your friends that watch ASU football. Love to have some more support. But appreciate you guys that are here and have been supporting us for a while. Yeah. I do feel like that we should acknowledge, like in a, a somewhat serious note, that Urban Meyer is a bad person and probably Very should not person. be a head coach. Yeah, of a horrible human being from time like, like, obviously, it, 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 I don't think he's done anything so egregious where it's like, I can't support ASU football if he gets hired here. But like, realistically, you should not want a man like that leading your program. Yeah. Um, leading so, young men, period. Yeah, I know exactly. So if he's here, I think ASU would win more football games, but like I hope, and I I think Michael Crow is beyond that. That's something I talked about on TPSP. Like I don't think Michael Crow's relationship with the athletic department and how little he seems to care about it, he would risk the image of the entire university for some more wins uh, for the football team. So I don't really think Urban has any shot. No, he's not going to get hired, nor I don't think should he in terms of a school success standpoint. Um, Yeah. The noise wouldn't be worth it, and everyone wants to talk about how you know you're just one big season away from exploding with this program. But and I just don't think that's true. I think you need to build it from the ground up, and yeah, you, you get a coach that really you know cares about the area and not just caring about winning and adding to their legacy. And you're not going to find get you that. a Jed Fish. <laughs> Jed, hey, look look at the NIL. I know club. you're watching. We're raising more money than you guys. We know you're watching. I know we say oh, that a God. lot about people, but there's a chance that Jed Fish is actually watching. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is very true. He's probably getting ready for SDSU tomorrow. Probably not watching. Oh, yeah. That's right. They, they play football. They do have a football game. If, and if for some reason, football. Look, if for some reason you'd actually want to go to that game to watch the Wildcats and the Aztecs, and it's a little late to get your ticket, but there's no better place to get a late ticket than on game time. 
Um, it's the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets for sports, concerts, and shows. That includes Wildcats, Sun Devils, Cardinals, etc. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. Me and Sean, and I imagine, actually, Shane seems like a pretty planned person, um, so probably not him. But if you love PHNX, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Again, do it through the description. Supports us and supports them. Um, great company. Super excited that they are on board. Ten bucks? What are you showing me? Ten bucks. Ten bucks for EMU? Ten bucks. You can get to the EMU game. It's literally it's one of those things where it's like you have an app like this that makes it easy, and then what else are you doing? Like, why would you not just go yeah. click the link, get a ticket on game time, and go support the Sun Devils? Like, Literally, the ticket to the game would be cheaper than an Uber to get there. Honestly, yeah. So if you like live in Tempe, it's literally it's ten bucks to watch. Go do it. People that are going to be playing professional sports next year, probably some of them, at least a couple yeah. of them. Hi, right, boys. And enough you're... about Urban Meyer. Enough about game time. <laughs> uh, let's talk hot or not. Leah is not here. However, we have producer Emma, who is here. Emma, do you want to hop in? Of course. Of course. Okay. Who we have right. this week? Let's find out. Back to back. I feel like Totri's been on a run back recently. Yeah. Well, but to be fair, Totri's been on a run in life. Um, he's on he's on a winning streak in in the game of life right now because not only did he do a great job covering the game last night, he also survived a tractor incident. Yeah. Um, also, why are we calling this a tractor? It was definitely just a a, it was a, a lawnmower. lawnmower. A big lawnmower. But I think tractor makes it sound scarier. You know what I was scared yeah. of as a kid? Sorry, I just got to bring this up. The <laughs> okay. um in the movie in the movie Cars. Yes. Uh-huh. You, when they go cow tipping, and then that, yeah, the bull. It's not a tractor. It's a, it's like a crop harvester. Fucking no. terrifying. Rode the cars ride in Disneyland when I was there last time. Motherfucker showed up. Hell yep. no. Motherfucker showed up. No. <laughs> All right, I'm right, right there with you, <laughs> All right, you guys. First one, hot or not? Turf fields. Oh my not. god. Oh my not. god. Don't don't get don't get me started. Don't get me started. Touch her. You can go ahead first. I kind of think they're hot. Okay. I kind of think they're hot. I kind of like them, bro. I okay. think I think overall they look, I think they look cleaner. Now I know there are some like issues in terms of injuries. However, some issues in terms of some injuries. Issues. I'm there with you, Totri. Visually, I think they look good. When you go Boise or you go what is it, Eastern Washington? When they got the red field, Boise's got the blue field. Like that stuff's cool. My high school got a new turf field while I was there. It was dope. In theory. It, when you're looking at it, if there's nothing being happening on the field and you're just looking at it, turf, dope. In reality, when it's being used for what it's supposed to be used for, fucking terrible. First you off, never if you, will, if you, you never want to be described as hot in theory. So, no. Yeah, yeah. Not so, hot. But it's, it's not. Yeah, Imagine off, a maroon and gold field, if, bro. Okay. Like, it's here, crazy, but I don't. Yeah. Here, look. It, until it, someone it, tears their ACL. Yeah, a turf field by itself with nobody playing or doing anything athletic yeah. on it, so hot. Um, for professional football or collegiate football, not hot. You, the, the injuries are exponentially more likely to happen on a turf field. I'm looking at and you. And I, I get all these rubber, rubber little things in my shoes. Too, that shit just sucks. 
So Odell watching? Okay. Yeah, Odell's watching. He just texted me. He said, what's good? I said, what's up? Oh, bet. What up, Can bro? you ask him where he's going to sign? Does he want to be a sign double this year? Since he oh, he already, to, he already told me. He already told oh, yeah? He's yeah. with the Bills. Is he want to play with Drew Locke? No. Or do he wants to play with Josh Allen and Von Miller. Okay, okay. What do we got for topic number two? All right, topic number two, hot or not, the tunnel on the I-10. Um, I, I talked first to off, about this yesterday. Hot as fuck. Oh, no. I was going to say if you mention the I-10, it's automatically not hot. Fuck the I-10. Fuck tunnels, the too. Tunnel fuck the tunnel is I-10. hot as shit, bro. Why? What about it? Yeah, I'm confused. What do you mean, why? First off, Maybe you're not when you from leave... Here. First off, go ahead. Finish your thought. When you leave either end of the tunnel, it's just a it's just a shit show immediately because you're either got the exit like the exits there and then you got uh, it's just it's a mess. A B. I wear prescription sunglasses, so I can't when if I want to see. So when I'm in the tunnel, it's just pitch black, and I just got to hope I make it to the (laughs) other side. Um, That's a you problem. Also, have you ever seen that movie with I forget who's in it, but like the tunnel collapses and now they have to escape the tunnel. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know. Just terrifying. Okay, let's I, I let's just, let's, change, let's, let's, let's change this. Let's change this because I've had personally bad experiences with the I ten tunnel. What about it's a freeway, tu- freeway tunnels in general? Hot or not? No, hot, I don't hot. like tunnels. They're hot. I don't like tunnels. Like tunnels okay. in theory are cool, but I don't like for me. I don't like driving for me, anymore. they have to serve a purpose. Like if you're going through a mountain, so hot, unbelievably hot, really cool. Um, why? Why if do it's they a med- serve a purpose? I don't know because why are they there if not? Then they're then you're what there's, tunnel, there's, what for you to hold there your breath while you're driving. That's the only reason they're there. It's the only reason tunnels exist. That tunnel what? on the I-10 is as good as the Grand Canyon. Let's move what on. What does it not even hot. mean? Not I don't even know. Next topic. Next topic. Next topic. The I-10 sucks. Yeah. I-10 does suck. The I-10 sucked this morning. I was. It took me an hour to get to work because a, a dump truck got in an accident on the I ten and basically shut well, down. You wouldn't have to. A dump truck have to go on the I ten. Dump you truck. Didn't live and I'm was not it, talking to Kyle. Lauer. Was it me? Oh, <laughs> bro. <laughs> All right, hot or not? The HOV <laughs> lane. Like um, Ooh, a lot of driving today. Hot. hot. Flaming hot. Flaming. Because <laughs> nobody, I swear to God, forty percent of the world doesn't know that you can use it. When it's not three to seven or six to nine, yes. and it's amazing. That's why it's I love amazing because I do know I love it, it so and much. I, you know what's I, even hotter? I, you know what's even hotter than the HOV lane? The HOV exits, unbelievably hot. The most yeah, hot the HOV, in the world. The HOV exit on Third Street. Third Street. Oh, oh, oh! Come on! Turn me up! Turn me up. Are you kidding me? It's, Talk about it's the beautiful. HOV lane, bro. The HOV lane gets me going. Um, especially I like in other states they have like express highways, basically, which is like an HOV highway. It's like a whole yeah. separate thing. It's separated from the rest of the street. That's dope. And like you said, I love that. A lot of people don't know that you can use it after nine o'clock or after seven or in between nine and whatever. Like I get to, I leave my house at like nine, so I'm taking the HOV lane the whole way here, and it's just knows what's up. flying HOV past HOV lane through a tunnel. Does that change at all the tunnel like experience for you if no. you're driving the HOV lane, Sean? No, tunnels still suck. Um, but I will I'm say it, it, it's it, it's unless I'm the one doing it, it's fuck everybody that's a single driver in an HOV lane. Yeah. Um, like go fuck yourself. Especially, I just yeah. hate. I, I just like. I, I don't really like. I'm not out here being like a big whatever guy. But like, um, I hate, I hate. What does that mean, Sean? I'll explain. I, I just, I don't really know what words I wanted to use there. But I hate when I'm driving, like during, like 
five o'clock or whatever, and I see single drivers in the HOV lane, and I'm like, yeah, do you think you're so above mad. the law? Like, why yeah. do you think? And the, the worst part is they're not going to get in trouble 99% of the time. And I'm yeah. like, you think you're better than us? Like, what it is makes me like, so <laughs> Follow the rules. It makes me so mad because they're always, they always look so entitled. Um, yes. One of my favorite things to do on the road is give people thumbs ups. Um, yeah, so yes, sometimes when, yes. Sometimes when they're driving by, I'll just be like, good job. Nice yes, job, man. I, do that. I, I, th- I told you the story one time, but one of the hardest things I've ever seen is a guy got a guy on a motorcycle got cut off by a car going into the HOV lane because the guy was a dick. Right. And instead of like flipping him off, he just turned around and just gave him one of these. It was the most just like low key, just like, go fuck yourself. I, I don't fuck with me. I will end you. It was it was dope. Are we finished on <laughs> HOV lanes and driving? I think so. Okay. Sounds good. If you enjoyed the content today and as always um, from us, you can follow us at PHNX underscore Sun Devils on Twitter. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Shane at Shane D. Yeah. You can follow um, Sean DePause. Real quick before you, Sean DePause this out. Um, wow. We do have something cool to announce for next week. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. We've got a watch party at Four Peaks, the Tempe location. Um, starting at 3.30, right? Kickoff, I believe, is at 4.30, right? Free entry, food and drink specials, an entire watch party. We're going to be out there. A bunch of people from PHNX are going to be out there. There really isn't a better place to be than Four Peaks to watch that game. It's going to be a big-time game. Uh, Like 120 in screen it's yeah they're, they're being like a massive okay, projector it's going to be uh, like genuinely I think if you're, if you're unless you're going to stillwater like the best viewing experience for this game it, it, don't it, even go to stillwater yeah, did you guys did you guys see how excited sean and i just got about hov lanes and hov exits you, can you imagine how excited we get when emory jones takes the hov lane 75 yards to the end zone Come on! And 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 the, the show is on a the game's on a Saturday, right? You could take the HOV lane all the way to Tempe. Turn me, Sean, the fuck up. Woo! Join us all next week, but especially Wait. on Saturday. Go ahead. You got one more thing? No, you just. I, th- I thought you were going to exit without giving me my. No, no, like, no, I'm going to give match. you okay. time. You can follow Sean DePause at Sean underscore DePause. Using the HOV lane when appropriate, as always. We will see you next Tuesday. No show on Monday. Enjoy the holiday weekend. Enjoy college football. Again, audio show on Tuesday. But for now.